Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge and welcome to How to Open Your Client's Mind for Change, a simple way to structure suggestions so your client will listen. Now this is uh, an interchange I heard on the train the other day. I heard a woman say to another woman, can you keep a secret? This has got to stay between us because it's pretty wild. But you won't believe what I found out about Shirley in accounts. Now, I don't like to think of myself as a gossip, but I must admit that when I heard the woman next to me on the train say that to her colleague, my attention leapt from the sensible book that I'd been reading to their conversation. And very quickly, I got wrapped up in the adventures of the free-spirited Shirley and what she'd allegedly uh, enjoyed that weekend. My instant, almost unconscious shift in focus got me thinking about the power of attention and a workshop that I'd ran many years ago. You know, when we trained therapy students face-to-face, we used to run a curious exercise involving peas and balloons. We gave one set of bemused students inflated balloons and another set tried peas. And the second group were then asked to throw their peas at the balloons. And eventually, aha, the peas are just bouncing off. And that was the point, that was the illustration. Rather than just telling the students that suggestions and reframes can bounce off the mind of a client who is not truly receptive, it was far more effective to have them demonstrate it to themselves. So how can we therapists increase the chance that the P will stick and not bounce off? Well, there are many ways to get people to open themselves wide to new learning. One way is to mimic how this normally happens in everyday life outside the therapy room or on the train. So think about it, what makes you really listen to what's coming next? I found myself almost going into trance just listening to two strangers gossip on the train because I had overheard that the story coming was so wild it had to be kept a secret and that I wouldn't believe it. So how do you feel if someone says, look, I really don't know how to tell you this. Promise you won't be angry. Pretty intrigued. Maybe anxious, I imagine. There's no way you're going to leave without hearing the whole story. You know, what's so anxiety-provoking? What can't they bring themselves to tell me? Um, Or how about, now, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but... Or, would you mind if I share something with you? No one else knows. You won't tell anyone, will you? Or, can I ask you a personal question? Of course, if someone talks like this all the time, it won't have any power or impact. Okay, it won't open your attention gates particularly because you're just, oh, this again. But generally, this kind of attention-grabbing opening gambit is pretty compelling, leaving us feeling or saying, what, you know, what, what is it? So openers like this create a readiness to listen, very closely aligned to a mini hypnotic induction in that they switch us directly into receive mode, into openness. And hypnosis is a powerful way of opening people to learning, which is why we use it in therapy. So how might we use this idea in the therapy room to get our clients to pay real attention, to open their attention gates so that they're receptive to what we really have to say, so our ideas don't just bounce off the mind? Okay. And of course, I'm not suggesting you gossip with your clients just to get their attention. But if you have an idea or suggestion you feel is really important for your client to hear, and I mean truly hear, not just nod their head, then you can preface it with statements just as compelling as as what I was describing. 
So three examples of attention-grabbing language techniques uh, might be, number one, I've been thinking long and hard about your situation, and I don't know how you're going to respond to this, but I've decided to tell you something. And then make your therapeutic suggestion. Number two, you might say something like, listen, can I ask you a question? And of course you just did, but prefacing your real question with a request for permission tends to stop the person in their tracks and get them wondering what can possibly be coming next. So you're opening the attention gates. Number three, you might say something like, this might seem a little personal, and I really don't want to be intrusive, but, and what you come out with doesn't have to be particularly personal, but you have now set them up to really listen to what you have to say next. Okay. So you're couching, you're prefacing your suggestions. Therapeutic communication is not a separate world from everyday natural interaction. And we can learn to use the patterns of compelling communication strategies from everyday life and harness them to make a difference to our clients. At least that's how I justify it when I catch myself shamelessly eavesdropping. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Terrell of Uncommon Knowledge. And if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com, that's unk.com, slash blog. (music) 